Hello, everybody. This is Marisha for Love Your Creativity, and this is another podcast coaching session with Ryan James Locke. This is number nine in the series, and uh, I've got Ryan on the other line from Ibiza. How are you, Ryan? Hi, Marisha. I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Good. So, um, today we're going to talk about, as we've just discussed uh, briefly, as you know, we never plan these things, because what, what's the fun in that? Um, uh, we're going to talk about perfectionism, but before we really get into this, um, just just to recap for those people who haven't heard before, what, what are you doing for me in these podcast sessions? So I um, I have a business called beingyourownpublicist.com, and it's a, a kind of a, a coaching program slash business. I work with creatives and small business owners like yourself, and I coach on you know moving forward towards your goals. I'm really kind of building up your personal brand and raising your profile. My background is in uh, publicity and events. I, when I was in London, I worked on um, I worked for some big agencies. I'm on a few quite you know high-profile accounts when I run my own business. And now I primarily do mindset coaching. So with you, I've been taken on as your coach to really kind of help you with your mindset and your strategies for you know goal setting and um, promoting yourself and your work. And doing a great job. I keep Thank falling, you. but you keep you're, you're still there. Um, it's interesting because I've just been uh, home for a while. That's not very uh, well, though. And but I've just been home, kind of helping out and that kind of stuff. It's been lovely. And then I've just got back, and of course, I'm you know I'm back into. I've eaten wonderful homemade food, so I feel. And although I, so I haven't kind of trained or eaten as cleanly as I often like to. And I, I got back had a couple of days of, re- I really got things forward, and then kind of basically crawled into a little hole and disappeared for a few days, which I know is what I do. But I think I've got some clarity about the fact that I tend to be very all or nothing in life. I think it's part, I think most creatives are like that. And I know and I understand how important daily discipline is. You know, it's really important to practice every day so you get better at stuff and to actually do the work. But I, equally, I'm also aware I kind of give my entire life to something and all my energy and then I have to collapse and sit on the sofa and read basically loads of fiction rubbish um so um i just wonder <laughs> i just wonder if I have some words on that really about this i don't know it's partly perfection but it's also this need to kind of go forward and backward constantly and yeah. and then you and i have a F guilt um guideline in my life i try not to be guilty but it's still hard when you're being super lazy and you know just say got, it <laughs> yeah no well you never know who's listening but um no actually yeah good point so it's about that kind of not putting too much pressure on yourself, I think, sometimes. And I, I do struggle with this on occasion. Well, okay. not occasion, a lot. So you mentioned earlier, you said that there's a sense of after you've exerted yourself and you've given uh, a lot of yourself to a project, you said you go into a hole. Yeah. Can you briefly tell me what that looks like for you? What does going in a hole mean? There's a lot of sugar involved, a lot of okay. chocolate. Um, I'm really allergic to dairy, so it's, it's stupid, So um, and wheat. But I, there's a lot of biscuits, cakes, and chocolate, and there's also a lot of me sitting on the couch, not really moving for a few days. Okay. And I love to go out and get fresh air, and I love all the things I like to do. Um, for example, I'm doing NaNoWriMo this year, which is National Novel Writing Month, for those who don't know. Right. It's an online internet. Everyone gets together and tries to write a 50,000-word novel, 
in the 30 days of November, which works out about 1,670 words a day. And I decided on November 1st to do it this year. I did it back in 08 and 09 and haven't done it since. And also, I've, I've now got two, well, you know, one novel's on draft five and one's on draft two. Okay. So I thought, well, shouldn't I be finishing the old ones? But I just decided I needed to do something creative since I kind of fell off. I've been spending a lot of time this year speaking other people's words, and I really felt like I needed to create something myself very personally. And I've been doing super well, and I hit 20,000 words on Sunday night, which, given I've got no idea of the plot or anything, really, I've just got a vague idea I started with. Mm-hmm. But then, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I wrote nothing. And even and I was just super lazy, and this is something I'm choosing to do for myself, and yet I still went into crazy. I did pick it up again yesterday, thank goodness. Okay. for reasons I'll talk about a bit later but that's how it looks that even when I pick things up I just everything goes down I don't want to talk to I also don't people call me I don't want to talk to them I can't get anything yeah. done so I think the first thing to realise here is that that's it's a very normal thing to go through you know when we exert our, ourselves at the gym for example and you have a particularly strenuous workout there's a period afterwards of being either sore or tired or needing to recover in order to really reap the benefits from the workout. It sounds to me like you, you've said a few times during our sessions together a few, a few kind of common themes that I'm noticing. One of them is that you, um, you have an issue with going, like you said, very full pelt and really giving your energy to something, which is brilliant. But also it's important for you to really understand that when you exert yourself in one area, which, you, you know, you've said you do, you give everything, it's, it's okay and it's natural for there to be a period of recovery afterwards. And I really think it's going to be important for you to make that okay. I'm not sure if this is the correct word, but I'm feeling perhaps there's an element of, I'm almost going to say guilt around this. Like, you know, well, I should be still going for... It's this voice method. that goes, come on, I know you need to recover, but you've had a few weeks. Get better, get on, start moving, change the world. okay and when that voice happens do you take action no no i just eat more i'm just then i can't sleep it's two in the morning so then i stop reading again and then i'm up at seven still we having read all night it's not very productive it's not a very useful voice i don't respond well to being told even by myself (laughs) argue with yourself um okay so what i'm thinking here is that there's an element of and please tell me if this feels right or doesn't, because I want to make sure that I'm really getting this. But I feel like perhaps perhaps that could be a reaction to a certain rigidity in your thinking. For example, I'm going full pelt at this project. I have to give my all, putting lots of pressure on yourself. And then afterwards, it's almost like a rebellion, rebellion to that sort of framework. So you've said, you know, you lay on the sofa, you eat a lot. Sugar is very connected with things like a sense of recharging, and a sense of comfort. So I would like to see you give yourself a bit more permission to really have the downtime and, and, you know, really play with that and allow yourself to recover. But I don't necessarily think that it's really working for you at the moment, is it? It, The way you're doing it's not conducive to... No, it doesn't really help because now I'm feeling, you know, God, I'm certainly, no one could ever describe me as fat, but I'm certainly not as lean as I like to be. That's just because of this, this summer... I've not been, my training's not there, and I like to feel stronger and, and just fitter, and I've got about the next 6 7% body fat on me, or maybe not, 6% body fat on me that I don't normally carry. And um, and that's very much to do with how I've been eating. And obviously, if you, so it's, it's really interesting because 
there is this um don't know how to say it really i know i almost need to find better better downtime coping ways as you as you said mm-hmm. i need to give myself the permission to do that and but also find healthy ways of doing it yeah because the problem I mean, is there's goal yeah the goal world there's things i want to achieve I know how important it is to keep, you know, that Winston Churchill never give up, particularly when it's hard. But this is almost like when you're exhausted and trying to keep forward. And sometimes it's because you're broken, you're broken a bit, you know, you're heartbroken or you're broken because you feel like you've given your all to something. And there is this. I, I think I need to almost find better ways of, you know what I'm saying, recovery. Yeah, I think two Cause things. It messes with my, sorry, because it messes with my head too much. And I'm very clear yeah. that. You know, my I can get into a really massively over dramatic thinking, which I guess is very traditionally creative. Of <laughs> yes. a disaster, I can do this. I can I can go into real kind of trauma, full on darkness. I don't hurt myself, but I probably do. But I think you know, I'm not planning to kill myself or anything like that. But I definitely hurt myself in terms of self care and moving forward with my life. Yeah, there's a very interesting um, concept. We've all heard it. Uh, but, you know, when we take five steps forward, there's often a, a sense of two steps back. What I'm seeing here is that there's potentially some pressure you're putting on yourself. You said just now, um, you know, when I feel like I'm heartbroken or I give my all to something, try and remember that, you know, there's a saying I love from a book called uh, Creative Mind and Success by Ernest Holmes. And he discusses the fact that, you know, a seed doesn't become a tree overnight, no matter how much water you pour on it. <laughs> you have to nurture it for it to become a tree. And what I'd like to sort of say to you right now is maybe the things in your life that you're not seeing the instant results from the way you would like, if you were to look at the bigger picture, I'm sure you could connect the dots in a much healthier way and really see that they're taking you to where you want to go. Before we started recording this, when we had that chat on you know, I mentioned to you that, you know, it's often like a sat-nav, isn't it? You know, you set an intention or you set a goal and the universe or whatever, however you want to describe it, your higher self, your subconscious, you know, whatever. Like a sat-nav, it, it automatically has the, 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 you know, the route and the destination mapped out. It's it's our job to sort of follow it and following is, you know, the inner guidance and, and, and the, the lessons along the way and our inner wisdom. And you're somebody who has a lot of wisdom and a lot of energy and I'm set, what I'm seeing here is a real sense of, uh, if I'm honest, a real sense of impatience. Yeah, I want it all now. I want it yesterday. Like we discussed in the last session, you know, we, we did that um, great play. But, you know, you don't, I mean, you, you can't, it's very hard to define the results you want from anything. But it's not like we've all, you know what I mean? We're not all, um, you know, there's always a case of what you do and the kind of results. And, you know, there's my single London town, which I love and had such great promise with. And yet I've not done the work I need. I mean, I've done some, but, you know, again, it's the... Yeah, exactly. There's a sense of I want it all. I, You know, I want it all. I want it now, basically. <laughs> of course. And that's, you know, that hunger is a great thing. You know, in Buddhism, we call it Ichinen, don't we? The, yeah. the, the sort of the focus. Something I'd like to really... Well, actually, kind of... I always think of... I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but itching for me is also about... It's about life energy. It's about being able to... Yeah. Your daily life state and what you can... It's not just the actual focus. It's the... It's not the I wanting it all. It's the having the energy and the... To, to do... The, to take the right steps, almost. 
Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I completely agree with you. I mean, the, the, you know, the Buddhist guidance for today opens with something that I think would be really helpful for you right now, actually, and I'll, I'll read it to you. It says, Please steadily advance along the fundamental path of faith manifests in daily life, living in the way that best suits you. And then it goes on to say a few more things, but I think this is actually really great for you because don't forget, faith manifests itself in daily life. So your period of being on the sofa, quote, in your hole, it, th that may be part of the process that actually allows you to come back stronger the next time, having learned more, having developed more as a person, as an artist. Yes, and I had yesterday morning, uh, after three days of in my cage or my hole or whatever you want to call it, um, not really wanting to speak to people and all that stuff, um, <coughs> me. I... I, I did my morning pages. I don't know if you've ever done them. That, that, I mean, they've been around forever, but Julia Cameron coined the phrase morning pages. She did a really great book called The Artist's Way, where you basically write freehand three pages of A4, just first thing in the morning, just let it, you know, stream of consciousness, slam it on the paper, let it go. Um, and I did it yesterday and today. Um, what I really got yesterday was that maybe this... My drive, which is a very typical creative drive, tends to, we want it all, we want to keep working, we want, you know what I mean, you want to make a difference. Yeah. And that's my natural state. Um, mm -hmm. It's just that what happens is, it's almost my head gets in the way. And I, the one thing I absolutely believe at the very core of my being is that I don't think we're given the desire to paint or to act or to sing or, or to write. I don't think we're given these, and, and to do other work, you know, people are incredibly, you know, to be a doctor, to be a nurse, to look after people, to go and do charity work, all the things that people are really driven to do from their hearts, yep. um, I really believe come from a soul place. I do. I absolutely believe. Yep. And I also believe you're not given these dreams without being given the talents to do them that doesn't mean you've got to not work on them and you've got to obviously you do the technique and you've got to build but mm -hmm. i do think you're given the the building blocks at least it's kind of up to you though in this lifetime to take your building blocks and fulfill your mission i i, I really und i get that I, I understand that in my time when i was in the city because i was very academic and went to university and i went to the city this wasn't mm -hmm. a dream and i had to leave ultimately after five years despite a lot of success because I was really so dark, not because of the industry is so dark. It, I mean, there's some wonderful people in the city as well as not. And it was a lot of fun trading and running around screaming and yelling prices. But um, okay. uh, but it was the fact that I have, I feel, I've always felt I have a different mission in my life. A mission's a big word, but I really feel that. Okay, so it's very normal for creative people to, 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 to express the sense of, you know, dark, there's a, there's a darkness there, there's a... You know, a lot of creatives suffer from things like depression and anxiety, and and I think going which, back to which what I'm saying, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and I'm there with them. I just find I get out, but I think, yeah, absolutely, I, I can stick my hand up to that. You know, there is a sense of I I agree with you 100 percent about the fact that our gifts. I believe that our gifts are divinely given as well. I believe if you yes. have a a calling for something, uh, you know. It's your responsibility to share it, actually. But it's also your responsibility to really hone it and make sure it's acceptable. You know, you can't just walk into an audition and go, okay, well, the universe wants me to be a good actress so I can heal the world, so please give me the job. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I like the word calling. That's, that's a really good word you've used. Well, I think it's very true. You know, I've, for years, I, 
felt a very strong calling to do certain things myself and try to ignore it and realise that that just doesn't work. And what I'm really hearing from you on this session is, you know, that there's a lot, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself because you said mission. Now, mission generally is a very high energy word. It's a very high impact thing to say. It's my mission to do this. You, we've said it a few times during our, our work yes. together and our coaching, that you actually do a better job when you're recharged than when you're not. I, I remember a while ago, I say a while, probably a year or two, I don't remember exactly, but I was doing a, a certain gym routine I was given, and I decided to ignore the rest days because I wanted to grow quicker. Well, what actually happened was <laughs> I injured my shoulder, got very, very, very exhausted and dehydrated and all that stuff, and basically just felt really ill. And the trainer was saying, well, actually, you know, you grow more when you rest. And I think that's a great metaphor for what you're going through right now. And for anybody listening is that there is often a sense of perhaps depression or anxiety or a come down after you go all out on a project. Part of that is a sense of loss because you've just finished something. Yeah. Part of that is a space that's now open. And another part of that is perhaps like a time to sort of regroup, really kind of like focus on healing yourself, focus on recharging so that you can get up again, bigger and yeah. stronger. But it's Which interesting. Like... Sorry, go on. No, no, please don't. Say I was sorry. Saying, I... interesting, the last fresh session we had, and maybe the one before as well, because I've been regrouping now for nearly three weeks. And <laughs> okay. I'm like, that. I think it's, I get permission, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. But I probably haven't done it in the right way. So that's why I'm still scrabbling around a little bit. Um, I don't really like the word right. I think that that, again, like the word should, it tends to be a guilt word. But what I wanted to ask you was just a quick sort of like on-the-spot coaching question. No pressure. Um, <laughs> I love pressure, though. That's the point. I want pressure. Brilliance under pressure. How else do you be a bond trader? Why else do you think I want to become a stand-up? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Why else am I doing NaNoWriMo? Pressure is the thing that gets me to work. Deadlines are pressure. You're a very high energy person and off, with that often comes a sort of a nervous energy that re does respond. I'm very much the same. If you give me something to do in six months, I will put it off until a week before. Yeah. I'll cry, I'll panic, I'll, you know, I'll call my coach and be going, oh my God, blah, blah. But then I, what I want to say to you is going back to, to what I was saying Sorry, just now. Sorry, you were going to ask me a quick uh, coaching session and I digressed. No, 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 it's actually, it's actually kind of a perfect place to insert the question. I just wanted to ask you something, and just just say the first thing that comes into your head. The first question, yeah, not that. The first question. <laughs> the first question. The first question. Okay, is uh, what would it be like for you, okay, if you just made it okay, if you made it okay to have that downtime on the sofa? What would it? What would change if you just said, you know what? Okay, this is part of what. This is part of my process. I'd be bored stiff. Okay. So you'd be bored? I'd be bored. I'd be bored, very bored. And two days of having come off the sofa, you know, about one and a half days, um, I feel so much better when I'm getting stuff done, when I've got to the... When I've cleaned the kitchen, when I've cleared my desk, you know, actually. You know. <laughs> so my... My, the ways I choose to cope actually don't make me happy or don't really bring me proper downtime, actually, if you see what I'm saying. They don't give me joy and they don't give me relaxation. Well, this is what I was going to lead on to, and it's interesting because downtime should be a, a, a sort of a, 
it should be an enjoyable process that you, you know, you should get what you need from it. You should come back recharged. You should feel almost, um, what's the word, you know, replenished. I think it's going to be really important for you to really find a form of downtime where there isn't guilt, because remember, you know, F guilt. Yes. I don't know if I said it then, but F guilt. Um, and I, I really want to encourage you to find a better way. Sugar and sweets, very easy thing to do. I, I think this week, giving you some homework, it, I really want you to play with some new ideas about yourself when it comes to downtime. So what would it take for you to give yourself permission to have downtime? Well, yeah. And not feel bad about it because if you're feeling bad about it two things that says two things to me one is you're not having downtime in the sense that is actually helpful yeah. and two is that you have an issue with relaxing yeah and also avoiding the problem is i have an issue i can very easily avoid stuff and i've you know i've had to really look at this over the last year i avoid stuff and then i get unhappy because i avoid it i avoid making the calls i need to do i avoid mm -hmm. doing the work i need to do i have um I've had to get much better on it because I, you know, I've avoided opening the post and doing most of my bills in the past and then get myself into all kinds of problems. I've avoided reading posts for, you know, a long time. A lot of it came from when I had a very serious car accident and it was just, you know, I was partly paralysed for six months. I'm, you know, I, it was so trauma and then various other traumatic things happen and I will go into a hole and shut the world out. But the problem is you do that for too long and you cause yourself a lot of grief. And I, that makes me nervous because I never want to go back there again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That and it's and I think the problem. I think part of the guilt about me doing this kind of this kind of avoidance, where I don't want to talk to anyone, I just eat and read, is I'm aware now. There's a there's a massive consequence in the outside world that I really had to deal with before, and I'm past that now. But I I really kind of lesson about how much danger I can cause myself. You know, okay. and panic. Um, what I will say is, yesterday I was thinking about the fact that I keep telling myself. And we did actually do a podcast in called Stop Shooting Yourself. Um, yeah. But I did, a, we did, that I've realised, I say, I should be doing that, I should be doing that, I need to do this, I've got to do that. And I don't think, I mean, I don't want to get all the NLP on you, but I don't think the words Please I do. use, yeah, well, I don't, I've not done that much of it, but I don't think the words I use help my mental state. And my mental state, I'm realising more and more creativity, which is why what we do is so great and so helpful for me and I know people have been listening to it and find it really useful as well is my mental state about mm. myself and what I do and how I feel is so important because nothing gets happen. you know what I'm saying I can completely destroy my life which I've almost nearly done before and equally I can you know I can make the world a better place and because of this calling I prefer the, as you said the word calling is wonderful um, great, isn't it? because it's yeah as you say mission's got far more of a we need to be wearing like hair shirts and go marching somewhere <laughs> with, not very, with, with not very good food and no sex. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just a bad. No oh, thank you. And no what? <laughs> and no pay. Yeah, 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 exactly. God help us. Yeah, exactly. Let's not do that. Um, I don't encourage that. No, exactly. Let's call it calling. Um, but what I, I'm, I'm really waffling today. Is it me? I think I'm waffling. Uh, but um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it out. People have to understand that. But you know, I, as you're so just sort of cutting in quickly, I, yeah. I, I, I really do think that you've hit a very good point there. The, the words you use paint a very strong picture in your mind, which then affects your feelings. And depending on how much people are into this stuff, 
the law of attraction. So, for example, I coached somebody the other day who started sentences with, well, the problem here is... Yes. The problem, here, well, the problem with this is... But it got to the point where it was almost... It was almost like a massive pink elephant sat in the room. And I said, if you start a sentence, if you start a sentence with, well, the problem here is, you are training every part of your conscious mind and subconscious to literally only find the problem. Yes. Now, you can have the same situation, but what you could, you, you could change it to something like, well, the issue I'm working on here is, you know. Well, uh, I, I'm going the other extreme because I only do extremes, as we know. Um, it's why we get on yeah yeah exactly it's why yeah um that i have decided that there's a i thought this the other day there's a i do a uh shakespeare anthony and cleopatra just before she's about cleopatra's about to kill herself with the asps um she gives this wonderful speech which i do as a monologue and the one line she says is i am fire and air my other elements i give to baser life now, I've realised that part of who I am is I am all fire and air. I am actually a water sign, but I think my rising sign is Aries, but I'm not sure how much I believe in that. But what I do understand is that my energy and also being a performer, and I'm, I'm just, I'm all up and, you know, in and out. And, you know, it's all, I, I can really change the energy of a room, and I'm, it's part of my calling. It's part of one of the gifts I've been given. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a lovely email, didn't I, the other day via Facebook saying I'd really inspired someone to take up, you know, acting classes and they're try- and trying to get their, their daughter to be less perfectionist. And, and, and so I just thought, I, I'm given this, but the other elements of me, I do need to earth myself, but I need to understand that I almost will do this. I will burn bright and then I will come back to an ember and almost like the phoenix or whatever, I'll come back again. So as you say, I've got to find some good way. So I'm giving myself permission and it kind of scares me to say this. And good. talking to you... About this has made it sure. I have decided for the next week, six weeks until Christmas, I am going to stop listening to my head about what I should do, what I need to do. Any one of those words that come in my head, I'm completely kicking them out the door. And I am going to spend my time and my days doing what I choose to do because it comes from my calling. And I'm going to stop doing the I need to do this, I need to get my showreel done, I need to do that. I'm going to, all of that crap, I need to do 1,678 words. And then all my my stuff about my deadline brilliance, which is what kind of gets me to do stuff, I'm giving myself six weeks of permission because I think I need to mentally to throw all my toys out the pram again. Because I th- And it's interesting since I made that decision yesterday morning that I, and, and I said and, and just got, because I, I've got to trust that my, my mission i've got to trust that my calling of what i want to do means that i will do because my heart tells me or my spirit or whatever you want to call it my heart tells me that i like to sing and act and write and and talk to people and have a clean flat you know i know what makes me happy and i think i need to listen to my heart more and only do and be guided by the wisdom of my my heart or my soul and get the stupid headspace out which i know because i think a lot of what my head tells me is other people's words and you know what i'm saying other people's determinations of who i should be and that's interesting to note because in our last session we did discuss other people's negativity and their perceptions and making them true for you it, whilst it's great to really kind of like analyze the present and that is of, of course it's great to do that what i think would be really important for you to really move forward is, is you know really two things that, that i'd like to give you as assignments mm-hmm. um the first one, I really would like you to become very aware of the words you use to describe situations and how they make you feel. 
that's going to be really important for you here because you've said, I've noticed a shift in your conversation just from saying calling and mission. Yes. And it's the same thing. It's the same point. But, you know, like you said perfectly, one is hair shirts, no sex, no money, you know, walking around in the desert with the Bible. And the other one is a calling. I'm called. I feel inspired. I feel driven. I feel divinely, all that stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's divinely driven. So therefore you do the right actions. Now, let's also not forget that you said, what if you just followed your own inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it. I think another really good thing for you to do would be really spend some time. And anybody listening, this is a great thing to do if you are feeling like Marisha, if you're feeling, you know, burned out or you're feeling perhaps guilty about downtime. OK, it's really it's a really good idea to do something, you know, sit down. If you meditate, it's a great thing to do when meditating. But what I like to do is really ask yourself, what do I need right now to feel better? And really listen. Of course, your ego might say a drink or a cigarette. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not. I don't believe in good or bad. I just believe in, like, it is what it is, right? But what I mean is, if you really listen to your wisdom, it'll be staring you in the face. You've said that you sit down and eat chocolate and then feel guilty. Well... Either stop feeling guilty about it or stop doing it. It's not feeling guilty. It's just I know the next day I'm going to be coughing up loads and loads of rubbish. I haven't been to the gym. I feel, I feel, no, 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 it's true. And I, yeah. I, I feel, and I feel terrible and I haven't been to the gym and I like to feel strong. I don't like to feel, I have a natural set point. Of, it's not about me being fat. I have a natural set point of how I like to physically feel. And me yes. eating 16,000 calories, not that I'll, I do, you know what I mean? Is, yep. means that I'm not feeding myself well and I don't feel strong, lean and fit which A, yes I need to if I'm going to do this work but also in myself when I get up every day mm-hmm. you know I oh. do know what you mean because I exactly, we all know how we like to look or, or feel um, but you, you made a very good point before we started recording when you, you mentioned that you know well, of course that's the case. I've been eating lots of sugar and not sleeping. Yeah. There is an element of, again, after guilt, let's look at things from a realistic perspective. You, you know, when you finish a big project, or you finish a big undertaking in, in, in whatever area, there is going to be an element of downtime, emotionally as well as physically. But what's, what's really important to do is make sure that it works for you and that you do come back from it stronger and better rather than just spending a week on the sofa and then hating yourself because you have. Maybe, you know, I'm a big believer that your your higher self and your body, it's always naturally self-correcting. It's always naturally kind of like uh, striving for optimum balance and health. Little nudges like maybe have a nap now because your body probably needs a nap. Where we go wrong is exactly like you said. You know, we try and tell ourselves what we should be feeling. We try and tell ourselves what we should be. Uh, yeah, and, and go, go, drive, drive, drive. And I do that anyway. So yeah. actually, I need, I need to, I'm choosing to That's trust <laughs> that if I stop telling myself I need, I have a list of things I need to do and, oh, I need to get this and this done, I'm going to stop telling myself all of that and I'm going to trust that actually my inner drive will naturally guide me. And I'll, it's going to be a six-week experiment. We'll see how it goes and we'll see if I become, I'm happier since I've made that decision. Obviously, it, was, it will have to see what happens in terms of my actual progress on fitness. You know, what, what's if you know, am I going to get a really cool 
you know, I'm, I, obviously at the moment I've not got anything on, so I've got to say, all right, I'm going to try and get some work, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, I, you, you know, so I've got to do all that. Will I get the novel done, despite the fact I'm choosing whether I do it or not, as opposed to saying, I have given my word here, so I'm going to do my best to make it happen, which is normally the way I play it. Um, yeah. I... Uh, it's, we need to wrap this up because of time, but I just I was listening to a podcast yesterday by the lady who became the first qualified combat pilot in America, so therefore in the world. But she, although actually she never actually got to actually go into battle, but she mm-hmm. did was qualified and you know got on the big ships and raced F-14s, all the things. Because I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I was 14. It was my big dream, and then realised it wasn't going to happen. So it's amazing she did. But she said her father, who was also in the Navy and used to fly aircraft, he taught her and her brother that if people are saying to you that you can't do things or you shouldn't bother trying to do these things, they are normally the people who are the most scared that you succeed. Absolutely, I love that. Yeah, very true. I know, and I I heard it yesterday. I, I was on the uh, the treadmill, and I just thought, oh, that makes isn't that wonderful? Everybody's scared, you know. Something I'm doing a um, I'm doing an interview next week for Coachville, which is a an online radio a, a website and sort of community for coaches. And I'm being filmed, and it's all on the spot and live. And we were talking about we did a pre call, you know, to arrange yeah. the, the stuff we're doing. And one of the things I said was, you know, you can either have the fear of pushing through your limits and getting what you want, or you can have the fear of staying the same and and not having what you want and being complacent. But the the fear will still be there. Absolutely. And very much, you know, I just want to feed something back to you. You know, you are very talented and you're, I really feel like you need to give yourself a bit of a break. Um, In both, in two ways, actually, which is interesting. It's a funny play on words, right? Like a Freudian slip. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them, give yourself a break, literally, you know, I, I would really like to see you being a little bit kinder to yourself. You're doing a lot and you're pushing very hard. Maybe ease up a little bit. And what you'll find is when you ease up, you'll you'll let much more into your experience than when you're pushing. Because often pushing comes from a sense of not having enough yet or having not done enough yet. Give yourself a break in the second meaning, like a big break. I really feel like your big break right now would be Really giving yourself permission, I just think that's such a brilliant phrase to use, giving yourself permission, because it comes down to what we allow ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Really get to know yourself and what you need right now. Because like you said perfectly earlier in the session, it's very easy to let other people tell you who you are, what you need, what you should be doing, but the only person that affects is you. And it's all, you know, it's all under your control. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's great. Thank you. So, um, to finish off, I know you're doing um, a class on the 20th of November, aren't you? A free class. Do you want to talk about that for a minute before we close up? Yeah, thank you. Um, on the 20th, I'm doing a free teleclass. So, 20th November 2013, just in case people are hearing back. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called Publicity Masterclass, and it's the first time I've shared some of my coaching material and some of my business strategies with people on a public forum it's i've normally i've normally only ever worked one-on-one with clients so can i ask what a teleclass is yep it's basically a class you can listen in on through the internet so you could listen in on skype 
or you could listen in on uh, a link. You just click on your computer and you'll hear me doing the class. So is it like a webinar? People can, or is it not? I'm a bit confused. It's basically the same thing, yeah. Fine, okay, right, okay. And I'll be going over, I'll be going there the strategies for promoting yourself and your work, how to overcome limiting beliefs, and really how to kind of grow your business and see some real results. I'm very much, I'm a big believer in results. On the call, I'll also be giving away a few special bonuses for people listening, and I'll be giving away um, quite a sort of a big prize. I don't want to take too much yet, but um, there'll be opportunities to win things like sessions with me or sort of my material and things like that. So cool. it's a great one for creatives. Great. So how do we register? You register with, you can go on my uh, Facebook page, Ryan James Locke, being your own, uh, Ryan James Locke, be your own publicist. Or you can find information on my blog, which is beingyourownpublicist.com. Fine. And what I'll do is I'll link to that in the show notes. So that's great. Yeah. And I will. And what time is it on? To, on um, to it's it's one p.m. London time. But I'm also gonna I'm gonna do some replays because I've got people in like um, Israel and some people in Canada who've signned up, and I'm aware that that time would, would, wouldn't work for the listening eye. So you're effectively going to do a, a couple of them at different times. And yeah, they're going to be replayed. But in order to get it live and to be you know eligible for, for certain uh, offers and bonuses, you'd need to be on one p.m. London time. Right. So it's exciting. Well, I will see you on there then. So that's very much. Perfect. Okay. Well, that, thank you, Ryan. And uh, I said this is Marisha for Love Your Creativity and uh, Ryan Locke of Being Your Own Publicist. And I hope uh, I hope you've been helped as much as I have. And uh, have a great weekend. Great. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, bye, Marisha. Bye.